everybody hey it's me scott aka baker turtle here host of the baker turtle podcast and we are back with yet another episode yes so so what's going on everyone how's everybody doing on this fine glorious wednesday uh may 26th it's a fine day and just thought i'd uh you know bust out a podcast uh get my thoughts out there, talk about some things that um, is going on in my life right now and things that are on my mind. And so uh, let's begin. So it's the end of May, uh, just about the end of the school year. Uh, June 3rd is the last day of school uh, for my daughter and for the students that I teach. So just about wrapping up. Mm-hmm. And today, you know, I, I said I have a couple things I want to talk about. Um, I'm going to be talking about what uh, what I'm doing with my Think Together job, with um, the after school program, what's what the news is about that, and then I'm um, going to talk about that. And then I'm going to talk about something later on and towards the end that is definitely controversial, so um, stay tuned for that. I'm going to be talking about, if you guys haven't heard, about the the situation over in Israel right now with Israel and Palestine and the situation and the complicated situation that's going on over there and going to try to, um, you know, process my thoughts, figure out what's, how do I feel about it? What do I think? And things like that. So stay tuned to the end if you want to hear about that. But for now, I'm just going to be talking about the end of the school year, what the school year has been for me and uh, everything like that. But so starting off, as you guys should know, that I am a program leader for an after-school program called Think Together, and we help students uh, for after-school. You know, it's whether they need help with homework or whether they just need a place uh, to stay or to socialize with their friends and their parents are working or something or, you know, whatever it is. We have academic support. We have fun activities. We have, um, you know, like other things that we could do to build, you know, relationships and community and all the positive stuff, right? It's all everything I'm all about. So I, I love this job. It's one of my favorite jobs that I've had. And, uh, and it's coming to the end of the year. And we've done the whole dis- social distancing, the distance learning thing the whole year. And it's totally different than what I was used to the first year. So I've done I've done things together for almost two years now. So I've done I've done two school years. Um, and so I have a very um, experience. Well, not very, but I have, an ex- I have experienced both sides. Right. So when I first started out at Alice Bernie um, as a program leader, I was the catch program leader. So what the catch is, I think it might be an acronym but I'm not sure. But catch basically meant like I'm basically the PE teacher, the PE program leader. So I would get uh, the upper grades, the fourth, fifth and sixth, and we would rotate them throughout the throughout the day. And uh, 
I would teach them various, you know, sports games, different activities, physical activities, get them physical, get them active, you know, uh, learn sportsmanship and uh, humility and, um, you know, just what it means to uh, be a good sport and to also be active. And, you know, so we would lead stretches. We would I'd have them play some football. They loved football. We play basketball. We play um um, what well, like kickball, you know, a bunch of fun things, and um, so that was fun. It's it's well, it's very different than what it is now. So what it is now is basically um, just like teaching lessons based on the day. We have some English, we have some math, we have some social emotional learning, and there's like hard. There's like no physical activity anymore. So. Um, that everything that I learned in my first year is like basically like not applicable here. So and before we would only just stick with one thing. You know, we had a homework program leader. We had um, like a, a social emotional one, the, you know, like with activities and stuff. And and then we had the catch and all that stuff. So I was only catch and someone was only homework and someone was only these things. So now now that we're doing the social distancing or the distance learning, um, we are required to to teach all the stuff with help with the homework, help with English, help with math, help with whatever it is, and uh, and I, I've I've liked it because it to me it's it's getting me it's preparing me it's more prep preparation it's preparing me more to being more of a teacher than it is specifically for this program leader job at uh, Think Together. So I'm I'm creating lesson plans myself. Uh, it's all PowerPoint, so I can share my screen and things like that. And it's all PowerPoint. So I have to, every day I have to come up with a new lesson based on the subject matter. So today's Wednesday, which we usually do our social emotional learning. So we're gonna do some fun fun things today. I had uh, uh, the kids fill out some a form for like kind of like getting getting to know you, get to know me. Like what's your favorite color? Favorite this? Favorite that? Um, and just like interesting questions and I had them all fill that out. And then I'm, I made a, a, a game, like a trivia game, kind of like a get to know me game uh, about it. So it's, it's a little exercise for us to, you know, build our relationship, get to know each other a little bit more, um, and become, you know, more of like a family more, uh, you know, I think it's just getting to know each other a little bit more tightens the relationships you have with each other. Right. So that's my lesson for today, but um, you know, as, as it's going towards the end of this year, I want to make things a little bit more fun and that's one of them, but, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to take a break now, those guys, and I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it and then we'll get into the other half towards the end. It's probably going to be a short podcast, but, uh, yeah, so let's take a break real quick and, um, then we'll come back. I'll continue what I was talking about and then, yeah. <laughs> Step from the road to the sea to the sky And I do believe that we rely on 
when I lay it on, come get the bread on for my love to sacrifice. Hey, oh, listen what I say, oh, I got your hey, oh, now listen what I say, oh, when will I know that I really can go to the well once more, time to decide on when it's given me. Yeah, so that's the Red Hot Chili Peppers with uh, Snow. Uh, one of my favorites, favorite, one of my favorite bands. Red Hot Chili Peppers goes in. Straight Fire Music, classic, classic band, classic song. Um, but yeah, so as I was talking about, you know, the end of the school year and the activities we're going to be doing. So as the year comes to an end, you know, I can see the kids' motivation starting to, to dip and, you know, they're they're not turning on their cameras, which is um, not I mean, obviously not. It's not that big of an issue. I don't um, it's not like mandatory or whatever, but it does. You know, it, it has something to do with the morale. You know, I want to see the faces. I I want to see their reactions. I want, you know, like to, you know, have a good time. But I understand, you know, maybe, you know, they're probably bored at this point and just ready to move on. And I, I can under, I can understand their position. But, you know, so that's why it gives me a little bit more motivation to try to make the lessons more interesting, be fun. And we're having some fun Friday activities. Last time we did some origami, made a, a, a dolphin. But, um, you know, they were having trouble with the folding. So we didn't get to finish, but I sent them the video. So if they want to do it on their own time. Um, but, yeah, now I'm, I'm, I like to do a bunch of trivia games with them. Um you know, when it comes to math, we, that's easy. We can do just, you know, straight math problems. They've been doing multiplication, division, things like that. And uh, and I, li- I like to I like to do the Jeopardy games as well. And there's Kahoot. Kahoot's a great website to do games. That's where I'm going to do the um, trivia, get to know me. There's also Blook It. That's a great one. And uh, so a lot of games that I play with the kids. And this one, I, like I said, is a get to know me. So the questions that I have on there is like, what's your favorite color? Uh, if you could be any animal, what would you be? Uh, what's your favorite movie? Um, you know, what, uh, what's your favorite thing to do, like your hobby? Uh, things like that. So, um, yeah, we filled all that out. I filled it out. Uh, my co-facilitator, Miss Olivia, filled that out. So. That's going to be fun. It's about 20 something questions and that should fill the fill the day. But because of that, I've I've gotten some motivation to to incorporate that more into my in my real life. So um, a lot of the things that I have done with the kids that think together as part of their mm-hmm. lessons, mm-hmm. I've I've added to to doing at home uh, with my daughter, Lucy. So uh, I want her to to have fun too and learn some things and so she's she's doing a bunch of the stuff that i'm doing with the kids as well um and so i've incorporated jeopardy games is like just fun trivia games for like disney or um you know like they love minecraft the kids these days they love minecraft they love roblox so uh things like that but it's mostly disney because disney has so much variety uh, it's very popular most kids know it and it's, it's really hard to think of things that all the kids will know you know it can't be too um catering to, to specific students to where like they're experts in it like i don't know like anime some students are really into anime 
while others haven't even watched a single episode. So I, I, you know, I can't do things like anime and uh, leave some students out of it. So I try to incorporate it, you know, make it something like maybe like animals or or um, food or, you know, apps and social like things like that that the kids know about. Um, but yeah, so I've uh, made some trivia games for my family because my brother and his wife, um, his wife was just got back from uh, joining the military, the Navy. So she's back before they moved to San Diego. And um, so they're here for about a week, week and a half. And we want to see them before they, they take off. And we usually have some game nights. And you guys know them uh, from our mm-hmm. fight companions on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, so there. So, yeah, we, we know you guys know them from that. And uh, so we, we, we want to do a game night on Sunday, play some games and I have some Jeopardy games for them. And I've, I've um, created a Jeopardy game that has to do with like like us specifically made some fun uh, questions that we should, you know, have a good time playing. Um, also did a Google form. I'm going to be sending that out, too, so we can I can make another game with that. But uh, this is a fun way to learn, I think. So I'm just gathering a bunch of stuff and and. Uh, you know facts about people and you know maybe i could do it with my friends we can have like a game night and, and we could have like a get to know me thing and it just seems real fun and uh i'm enjoying making these things but but yeah so that's what i've been doing with that and also you know with the summer coming around i um uh, i don't know if i talked about this last time but i applied for the uh for an sa position the site assistant position for the summer I was recommended to um, to do it. I was part of the Build the Bench um, program, which is like a leadership building program to, you know, get program leaders like myself ready for the next um, promotion up as like a site coordinator, like get to know like and also develop more leadership skills and what it means to be responsible and the values and the goals of the company and things like that. So I was a part of that. And, you know, um, evidently that, you know, will lead to other opportunities and open doors. And so it opened for me. So I applied for that. I feel like I got a good shot at it. The, the administrators in the company, they love me. They've seen my work over last summer. Uh, and as you guys know, I've made YouTube videos. So Um, I made some videos for Think Together and they loved those videos and they just love my teaching style. So I've been recommended a lot and I just found out that yesterday that I have been uh, promoted. I've been accepted as the site assistant for summer, but it's for a different school. So I'm a little nervous about that. Um, I don't know any of these people and I've, you know, I've been part of the Alice Bernie team for the whole time I've been at Think Together and they're, they're like family and they're my friends. You know, I know all of them. Um, by name, we've had a bunch of, you know, relationship building exercises and icebreakers and get to know me's and fun things we've done together. We were like a family, like a team, and it's going to be sad having to leave them, but it is temporary. I've heard that this position, so I might be back at Alice Bernie the next school year, which by the way, is not going to be uh, distance learning. It's going to be, um, uh, in person. So that'd be fun to get back to doing that. I wonder if We'll be sticking to just doing one section at a time like last time where I was doing catch. 
and then others are doing homework and things like that. But hopefully I can get back into, um, you know, teaching subjects and stuff like that. I wouldn't mind being a site assistant as well. You know, the current, my current, our, our current site assistant, um, I think she's, you know, thinking of leaving and, and wanting to move on. So I would, I would happily take her position, uh, as at Alice Bernie as the site assistant. So, um, but you know, we'll just, you know, time will tell, we'll wait and see and see what's going on. I'm taking everything with, with stride and trying to find the silver lining and positive things about everything. So, so yeah. So anyways, uh, that's gonna, you know, wrap up my talk about, you know, my job there and want to talk a little bit more about what I'm doing with my free time. So I've been on YouTube a lot lately. I watch a bunch of YouTube videos and one of my, that's one of my main hobbies is to like, but I like to just learn. I like to uh, watch things to get information, um, you know, experience things and get firsthand experience from, well, not firsthand, I guess it's secondhand, but to hear from the, from here firsthand from people who are there um, in, in certain situations. So there's a couple things that I like to watch. I like to watch this channel called Audit the Audit which is about police encounters. It's, um, you know, but usually um, body cam footage from police officers or, you know, phone footage from uh, civilians or other people who post it um, about, you know, police interactions. And it's basically auditing whether the situation, like just checking all the laws of every situation and like like uh, commenting over it, stopping it, giving information, um, telling whether what the cop did was right or wrong, telling whether the, um, what, what would you call him? The perpetrator, the, the victim, or, or I don't know, the, the civilian, I'll just say civilian and officer. So that whether the civilian did, did, um, did anything right or wrong. And at the end of it, give the, um, the narrator, the, the guy who's in charge of the channel, who's running the video, he gives like a grade to each, uh, person involved in the video and it's very informative very interesting i like to watch that uh, so that's one thing i've been learning about is you know different um, police encounters what's right what, what what are your rights what's the best thing to do um what can the police do what can't the police do you know a lot of things like that i highly recommend you guys check that out audit the audit but another thing i've been list, uh, reading into is right now specifically is the palestinian and the israeli conflict r- over there in the um in the land of Israel or Canaan or whatever you want to call it, Palestine, um, Middle East area over there. And uh, it's very, very complicated as I'm learning more and more about it. It, It's hard to determine what the truth is. Um, But we're going to take a quick break before I do talk about that. And then um, we'll continue with that. So without any further ado, let's go on to the next song. So I can never love you It's 
All right, so very, very interesting stuff. So if anybody spends the time uh, researching this topic, you'll understand that this is basically a fight over the land of Israel. And um, this dates back all the way thousands and thousands of years ago to the um, biblical times, to the ancient religion times. And this is deep, deep rooted history kind of shit. And it's very, very complicated. So I'm just going to kind of break down from what I understand to be the issue um, chronologically. So, and again, like this is, don't take my word for it. You know, I have, I have not an expert in this at all. I haven't done hours and hours and hours of research. I've only listened, I've listened to both sides. I've listened to Palestinians talk about it. I've, I've listened to Israelis talk about it. Um, I've talked, I've listened to even people who are neither, who are on the outside, who su support Israel, who support Palestine. I've, I've listened to a lot, read a lot about it. Um, so, but by all means, this is, I'm not an expert about this. But um, from what I understand, um, that it is known in the Bible that God or Yeshua or um, Yahweh, whatever you call it, or if you have a word for it or not, has had promised the the land of Israel or Canaan to the Israelites. So this is um, a covenant, a God-given right. This is something that people believe religiously. And it was something that was given to them because they were slaves from Egypt. That Moses led the, the Jews out of Egypt um, into the promised land. And, um, you know, it, as we know, Moses died, but... Um, um, I think it was Joshua, you know, finished the mission of getting the Israeli Israelites to the land of Israel, uh, Canaan. And this is all stamped on the, the fact that, you know, with everything that went down with Abraham. So that's very interesting situation about Abraham. Again, you know, we don't know if all this is historically true. It's just what we know to be in the Bible and it could be myth or whatever. But, uh, for the most part, um, we we can maybe assume that this might be real. I don't know, but but according you know to whole, I don't know like the way birthrights were back then. But um, you know, God promised the land to Abraham. So Abraham is the um, is this you know what prophet this this figure that. Um, he couldn't have children for the longest. And so he couldn't pass down his right. And so with his wife, and so we got like a, a slave or his maid or mistress or handmaid or whatever, you know, I guess you call it slave back then, you know, times are very different back then. But um, I guess that Abraham's wife was like, okay, you know, do it with her. Or maybe it was God that told Abraham to do it with her. But, um, she conceived his child, which is Ishmael, for which split off into the Muslim religion, the Islam. So Ishmael, the firstborn, but not through his wife, um, but through his uh, slave. And then, but while, I guess while she was pregnant or like right or closely after that, Abraham and his wife ended up conceiving a, a quote-unquote legitimate child. And this was, um, who was this? Was this Isaac? I think it was Isaac. I want to say Isaac. Um, so 
and it gets complicated, you know, with the whole, you know, bastards. And this was with kings and queens for the longest for centuries, for, you know, uh, millenniums, um, where, you know, royalty or anything that's, you know, a right is passed down to the firstborn son, uh, male child of uh, legitimacy. So through marriage and through the the wife. So if you had, you know, affairs on the side with mistresses or, you know, whores and prostitutes and shit like that or whatever, um, that any... Any conception through that method was not legitimate and did not have the right. So this was the case, I guess, with Isaac and Ishmael. And so it's a fight between who has the right to the land. And um, it was conquered by the Jews, from what I understand. Um, you know, they went over there and they, you know, took over the land, whether whether or not it was by uh, by force, by treaty, or whether whatever it is, that's thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. Nobody knows the real truth, I guess, unless you know it was written in historical record. But I don't know. A lot of people don't know. But the point is that they were forced out because a lot of people hated the Jews. Um, they were persecuted, and so they were sparse throughout the world. And they had they were forced to flee and and take refuge and became refugees and. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, as everybody knows, in World War II, the Jews were, you know, almost eradicated. Uh, the uh, genocide of the Jews um, through the Holocaust from Nazi Germany. And so, but because of the results that um, the Jews were freed, you know, we were the Americans and the Allies and the British and the French and, you know, all the Allies, whatever, they... Um, they defeated the Germans and freed the Jews. And so the Jews didn't have a homeland, didn't have a place to go. And they wanted a, a land of their own. And so they were looking back to historical records of like, where are we from? Where is our origin? Where is our land? And, you know, they had a lot of them. A lot of Jews are religious. I guess it is a religion. It's, it's, it's interesting to think about what does it mean to be Jewish? Um, is it have to do with religion or does it have to do with heritage, with, uh, you know, heritage, with your, um, your genes, like your, your ethnicity, your nationality. And I guess it's just like, kind of like a combination of both. Um, you kind of have the faith goes with the, uh, heritage, I guess. So they believe that their land was promised to them by God and what, who they believe. And that is their right. And that's their land. And they had conquered it in the past and they have been forced out. So they're just they want to go back. But the palace throughout the years, throughout hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, people have been living there. They, they still live there. But, you know, it hasn't been it's not civilized or quote unquote civilized. It's, it's you know, very various tribes in the Middle East. It's not it's not very sophisticated. It's not Western. Um, you know, there is a lot of barbarianism. There's a lot of, you know, that's where. Um, you know, ISIS can be in a lot of uh, terrorists and, um, you know, a lot of people fighting over there, a lot of, you know, poverty and a lot of pain and trauma and and people getting revenge. And it's just it's it's crazy over there um, from what I believe. And, you know, the uh, Jews wanted to establish their own place over there and. So they did. In 1948, I guess they arrived over there. But I guess there was a war because, you know, the people were there weren't very welcoming, you know, with Jordan and and uh, the other in Syria and, and uh, the other in Egypt. You know, all these places that surround the area 
I guess, went to war um, to fight over the land and uh, the Israel won. So uh, the Jews won. Um, and I guess, you know, the, to the victor goes the spoils and they conquered the land and that, and that is like theirs. And I guess they, from what I think, they tried to uh, compromise. They tried to, you know, talk with the Palestinian leaders to come together for some sort of compromise. But okay, so that's that's pretty much the Israeli side and Israel, you know, they're more um, civilized. They have more advanced um, uh, government, I guess, government, civilization. Uh, they're a little bit, they're more Western than the than the other countries around there. And so they feel like if, you know, the other, uh, they, they call them Arabs, if, if the other Arabs want to live um, peacefully, then you know, they're welcome to, but they have to adhere to the laws. They can't just go around raping and killing women and do whatever they want. They have there's laws and, you know, there's, there's a society and there's a civilization. You have to be civil. And and it's pretty understanding from that point of view. Um, but, it, you know, they did go in there. And these are not the same people from thousands of years ago. So it's just like a bunch of people who never been there before just go over there and say that this is our land. So I can understand that it's like it'd be the same thing if if the Native Americans and uh, from all over the world came over here to America and demanded that we take their land, that we that this is their land. They were here first. And so they go to war and imagine they beat us. And so even we're not going to want to give up our homes. We're not going to want to, you know, we're not we had nothing to do with the past and the Palestinians have nothing to do with the past either back then. So it's just a very uh, complicated situation of like conquering and conquering. But if you think about it, every land that is every everywhere has been conquered. You know, every country that is established was established because somebody else conquered it first and it just stayed or, you know, it's it's never been really peaceful uh, establishing countries. So. In, in that sense, it's understandable and to me why uh, Israel feels like, you know, we conquered it. We won. We got it fair and square. We won. We we fought about it. And you know, sorry, you guys lost, but you got to ha- accept the results. And Palestinians are not willing to accept the results. And they're even they don't even want peace They don't, from Israeli side, from what I've heard. They, they don't want peace. They don't want uh, it's not about the land. They just they want the Jews gone. They ha- have this uh, hatred of Jews and they they see them as foreigner foreign invaders taking their land and they want them out and even when israel has made attempts to have a two-state situation like palestine you have yours israel we have ours they don't want that palestines they want all of it they want the jews gone they want them out they want all of their land back and there's no compromise all or nothing and so to me that's a little bit unreasonable but, you know, from the Palestinian side of the thing, you know, as you can, as they've said, it's they're stealing land and and um, and they they talk about stealing more and more land every day because but it's, you know, um, it's like it's it's pretty open. It's hard. It's hard to where, where are the borders? Where are the boundaries? It's like the Palestine don't have a sophisticated government. They're led by terrorist organizations like Hamas and. Um, they only care about, you know, the destruction of the Jews and they're they want to go to war and win back. You know, it's it's very a lot of a lot of uh, I guess you could say Zionism. I don't know. I'm still learning about it. I'm still researching. I'm still trying to um, hear firsthand accounts from 
the people there, but it's very, very complicated. I, I encourage you guys to um, look into it yourself. And uh, and yeah, but I think that's where I'm going to end it here, guys. Uh, I know I've been talking a lot and I probably sounds very ignorant. I don't know. Probably don't know what I'm talking about. I see a lot of people talking about free Palestine um, and I'm, I'm all for freeing Palestine. The people, you know, they're what they're going through is 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 bad. It's it's horrible. Um, the poverty, the um, the living situations, just the the nature of their country. If you can even call it that like they. I just feel bad for them because I don't think that their leaders have their best interests. I think they're uh, motivated by by uh, revenge and hatred and uh, spite and uh, all these negative emotions. Uh, and whether right rightfully so or not, I don't think this is a, this is a solution. Like you can't just there has to be a compromise. There has to be. Um, a coming together of like, what does peace look like? What what do you want? What do I want? And how can we both get what we want and be satisfied? And I don't think, I think a lot of people don't want to do that. And until that happens, I think there's always going to be fighting. So, and this is a religious thing. You know, they feel nobody wants to give in. You know, it's, it's almost like two boxers who never want to give up they don't want to give an inch to the other fighter and they don't want to see be seen as the one who pussied out and gave up and they feel like it is their right they both feel righteous you know this righteousness this god given righteousness or whatever you know it's, it's a problem and a lot of people will say that the religion is the problem i'm not sure i don't know i can't say one way or the other but i do know that what is happening is not good there has to be a different solution and we can they can't keep doing the same things and thinking that there's going to be a different result um there has to be peace in the middle east and we got to talk about it like we have to talk about both sides we have to talk about what the palestinians are going through you know it's very understandable that they had nothing to do with the past and now all of a sudden you know what 60 70 years ago the jews came and settled and was like okay this is our land uh, peace out. But I guess I heard I heard that a lot of the Palestinians, they they weren't paying their rent. Maybe it's an, uh, an excuse to evict them, to get rid of them. I don't know. But there's a lot of a lot of situations. I can talk more about it. I might end up talking more about it as I learn more about it later on. But I just encourage you guys to look into it yourself. Um, not don't don't really listen to like reporters and the news and people online talking about it. Actually, listen to like the ground journalists who are actually going to Israel, going over there to Gaza, like listen to the people there. Um, what do they feel? You know, I always think about these situations when it's very complicated. I don't know what to do. I always like to look to One Piece and, and Luffy and think, what would Luffy do? Because Luffy has been to many countries and many islands in, and has brought peace, you know, with conflicts. You know, with think about Alabasta. Uh, think about... Um, uh, Dress Rosa, think about Fisherman Island, um, you know, thinking about uh, Wano right now that's going on. You know, there's a lot of go corrupt governments, a lot of things where like the people want peace, but the leaders don't and they keep fighting and fighting. And a lot of people sometimes forget why they're even fighting. And it's just like, why are we fighting? Um, and so I think about what would Luffy do? And I think Luffy, he would go to the place. He would actually see the people. He would uh, talk with the people, get like, get to feel their emotions. You know, he's really high in, you know, emotional awareness. And so he can get the feeling between the people and fight for what is right. Would listen to the people, 
figure out, use your own to intuition to figure out, wait, okay, who are the bad people here? And they need to go. Get rid of the bad people um, and listen to the people that are suffering and that are there. And and you know, that's, that's what I think. But like I said, I'm going to end it here, guys. Uh, thanks for um, listening and sticking it out this far, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. Hopefully it wasn't too boring or too controversial. Hopefully I didn't piss you guys off. I don't know. Um, but I'm just thinking, I'm just trying to figure shit out just like you don't hate me. Um, but this is going to be it for the podcast for today. I will see you guys next time. Remember, if you guys want to listen to more of me, I am Baker Turtle on all podcasting platforms like Spotify, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, things like that. Just Baker Turtle. I'm on social media as Baker Turtle 17. So if you want to hit me up, uh, follow me there. Um, and other than that, I will see you. Check you guys out next time. And peace and love, everyone. Peace and love. Remember, peace and love. Same.